0: Welcome to EC in Rural BC, a podcast dedicated to exploring community connection and learning amongst educators in the early child care and learning field, specifically through a local lens of rural and isolated British Columbia. Welcome to EC in Rural BC. I'm Danielle Schmucker. This podcast is supported by the Leading Change Initiative by ECBC, and we will get into who that is and what that means and who all is involved in that. But for right now, I want to let you know off the bat that any views or opinions expressed in this podcast are not the views and opinions of my sponsors, they're purely my own today. So what is this? EC and Rural BC is a podcast where I want to learn and grow the community in Northern and Rural BC. The first episode will just be me establishing the format, and introducing myself and the concept. An interview with myself. Future episodes will be interviews with people who work in the early care and learning sector, focusing on Northern and Rural BC. I want to build our sense of community so that those of us who work in communities with small amounts of centers can see how other people approach the field in an open and relational way. Who am I? This may be a familiar section for those of us who have written several About Me posters over the length of our careers. I am an early childhood educator with my infant, toddler, and special needs certifications, and I was raised in Prince George, BC. I got my first year qualifications in Saskatoon, and my second year of studies was taken from CNC over five years of working, taking one class at a time, and raising my kids. In the second half of this episode, I will go a little further into my story. Imagine here a little outdated selfie of me, a woman in my mid-30s of French, Canadian, and Ukrainian heritage with a cheesy grin and pink hair. So who has made this happen? This podcast was made possible by the Leading Change Initiative, which is funded and supported by ECBC, Wage, Women and Gender Equality, and SRDC, Social Research and Demonstration Corporation. This podcast does not reflect the beliefs of these organizations, but they have made it possible for me to do this. So why are we here? Just over a year ago, I saw posters for an ECBC initiative and I told myself that if I did not apply, I would be so jealous when I saw the other projects coming out. So I applied, thinking for the whole time that I wouldn't possibly get in. And then I got in. I got to meet a group of early childhood educators from all over the province and learn about leadership concepts with them. I've been spending time in a small cohort with two other rural educators and was able to share ideas and experiences with them. I applied to this initiative with the desire to build community amongst educators. Many educators I know come into the field cold and slowly acquire their education through distance programs. They learn from their employers and coworkers and take classes where they may only interact with their instructor. I hope to provide more ways for these educators and all educators to connect. I want to acknowledge that child care is a field with high expectations for its workers. To provide the best care we can for each child, we ask educators to know and do many things. When I stop and think about it, I find myself wanting to know even more about so many things. As a worker on the floor, it can feel like standards are constantly changing, as new, or even just new to us, research and understanding on development and the human condition come out. It seems to me that we're constantly being asked to move and grow and adapt. I have found in myself that sometimes this influx of information and understanding can make me tired. The way I've always done things is a well-traveled path, And I am tired from changing all those diapers and overstimulated from the natural noise of children. I am putting myself here, in this space, talking to you, so that we can walk together and understand. We do not need to have the same philosophies or beliefs. We do need to agree to be kind and listen. I am not talking about letting people run over us and be cruel, but to stop and be curious when our instincts say, I've always done it this way, and I don't like what you're saying. Childcare is not an easy field, and we are like many fields in the crisis of employment and retention. This is made even more difficult by the fact that ours is a skilled field. My strong belief is that one of the ways we will get through is community and connection, and I can see a deep need for that community in myself and others. We can learn from each other and support each other, but we have to reach out. And this is me reaching out. I want to tell you about my experience and to hear yours. I want to show you the people working to empower and equip us, And I want to show you that we are all leaders in our field. I am so grateful for the technology that has made it possible for us to connect over great distances. This digital connection cannot truly recreate the feeling of sitting down and having coffee or tea with a trusted friend or mentor. But I do hope that in this case, it can give us just a little bit more of what we need. So where am I? I am located on the traditional lands of the Seik-Denay in a town called Mackenzie on the shores of Williston Lake. I strongly encourage you to seek out the documentary, The Scattering of Man, because it tells the tragic story of this land and the people who have lived on and cared for it so beautifully. The documentary follows the film festival circuit for now, so it can be hard to track down. If you find that you cannot find the documentary, just give the Wilson Lake Wikipedia entry a quick read to start. It is hard to think sometimes about how our privileges can affect others, but looking at the history of hydro Reservoirs is, I think, an important way to start thinking about that. With that said, I do want to take a moment to take a deep breath and acknowledge the land I'm on and the Seike Dene who have previously lived here and continue to live here and steward the land that they come from. So our community of Mackenzie has two daycare centers, a handful of licensed non-required homes, and one center about 45 minutes away that serves the McLeod Lake Indian Band. Mackenzie is a mill town, about 45 minutes away from the near, nearest community, and two hours away from Prince George. So what is the plan that we have here? The plan for this podcast is that each month, I will feature a mentor or leader in the early learning and childcare field, specifically in BC, and with a focus on smaller and isolated communities, and we'll talk about the issues that they are knowledgeable and passionate about. We will highlight people who may not get to share their experiences because they live in small centers as well as people who are trying to make changes for these educators. Some things I want to talk about are outdoor play, the ECBC Code of Ethics, diversity in small communities, self-care compassion, building community, pedagogy, educating educators, professional development in isolated communities, and whatever else you, the communities, or my guests, bring to my attention. This is a very long list, but for now, I intend to keep this list to 4-6 to episodes once a month, and with the chance for more, and the hope for more. What do I want this to look like? I want this to be a conversation between my guests and I, but also with you. I will facilitate online discussion and ask you each episode to come and tell me you are learning about the topic. I want us to work on building community, and that may be flexible as time passes, and this becomes less of a thing that I'm doing on my own and more of a group effort. The places where we center our online connection may change as we find what works best for us. I've set up Facebook and Discord for now, but I'm open to conversation. I hope to see these communities grow, and as they do, we will work together to set expectations and traveling agreements so that we can learn and grow together. Now, it comes time for the deeper about me. Uh, How did you get into the field? When I look back, I realize that I always enjoyed working with small children. I was raised in a Protestant church community, and so as I grew, I spent a lot of my time volunteering in church and Sunday school. I spent five summers volunteering at summer camp as a young adult and went on to volunteer in the nursery at whatever church I was going to at the time. After I got married, I knew that I wanted children and that being a stay-at-home mom was not something that was financially available to me. So I made the plan to take care of children in my home and that way we could have the one working parent dynamic that we wanted at the time. At one point, I got a job helping a woman who ran a licensed non-required home care. She was lovely, but had not gotten any qualifications and had no other support. There was a child who had been having some behavioral trouble, and his adults had told the lady that we should wait until the child was finished crying before beginning their timeout. The child cried for half an hour, and their timeout had not yet begun. At that moment, I knew that if I was going to be taking care of children, I wanted to know what the rules were. What were the expectations, legally and morally, in a situation like this? What should I be doing? Because at this point... I had no idea. So I went on to my first year of ECE. At that point, I still wanted to have daycare out of my home. I did one of my practicums at a home-based care that had been operating for over 40 years. But after my first year, when I was pregnant with my son, I went to work at a center so that I could have mat leave. While working there, I realized how much I value the support and structure of working in a center. I have so much respect for educators who run programs out of their homes and would love to explore that concept and how we can support those educators in later podcasts. I've been working in the field since 2012, with some breaks from mat leave, and at one point I owned a small curbside recycling business. I found myself having had an experience that led to severe burnout and without a job. I needed to find employment that could accommodate my having a three-and-a-half-year-old and a a two-year-old. So I drove around town with my children in the back of our van, collecting recycling from locals, and bringing it to our recycling cardboard bins. It was one example of the lengths that parents, especially mothers, need to go to when childcare is not available to them. And I recognized my privilege in having a partner that was still working full-time. I have worked at my current job since 2017, and the longer I worked in the center, the more I knew that I wanted to pursue my second year of studies. I took one class at a time using distance education while I worked 30 to 40 hours. Obtaining my IT and special needs qualifications took me five years, but I am so glad I did it. I chose to go through a college that offered online classes and groups, and I'm grateful for the connection that I made through those classes and the ability to see other perspectives as we learned. What areas are you passionate about? I am passionate about learning and growing. Um, My grandma has always impressed on me the need to keep learning and growing, although she's usually teaching me fiber art skills. I translate my desire to keep learning and growing into reading and listening to educational podcasts and taking as many classes as I can. I'm also passionate about sharing my knowledge. A classic family story is the time I came home from kindergarten, made my two-year-old sister sit on top of a stack of books, and made my four-year-old sister walk around her with me in orbits and ellipses, yelling, no, no, that's an orbit. No, that's an ellipse. Until we all got it, I guess. My paternal grandmother cared for me much of my childhood, and instilled in me a passionate conviction that people, especially young children, need a physical connection through hugs and being held while feeding at very young ages. I credit her for a lot of my passion for caring for young children. The other thing that I'm passionate about is providing the best care I can. Currently, I work in an infant and child room with eight children, one to three years old. Um, I'm passionate about looking for the big picture in development, uh, about constantly growing and learning, and part of the reason I chose to make this podcast is that if you let me get going on childcare and my experiences about it and the things I've learned, I will just light up and keep talking. I'm also passionate about connecting with others. I want so much for educators who feel alone to see that they're part of a community and then we have different knowledge and experiences, but we also share goals and passions. I really want to connect with people and have them share what they see and know with me. I am so excited about the chance to do that. What areas are struggle? I personally struggle with transitions and change. This translates to me having a hard time facilitating outside time, especially in the winter. So many mittens, and they never seem to stay on. And my getting dysregulated sometimes while moving through the transitions in a toddler room is another thing that I struggle with. Often these struggles can help me find compassion for my coworkers and children in my care, but sometimes they just stress me out. I also struggle with providing learning experiences to toddlers and especially art experiences without getting stressed out about them eating the materials or getting them everywhere. So if you work in an infant toddler room or a young skewing multi-age and do pedagogical narration or a lot of crafts um, or activities, please shoot me an email so we can talk. How do you do it? Is your room a mix of one to three-year-olds like mine? How do you navigate that age difference? What do you hope for the profession? I have hope for connection. I have hope for support. I hope to build communities and not just places to keep people. I've been reading and thinking a lot about community, and that's been a big motivator for this podcast. I have so much hope that we can build connections that can carry us through, that we can look at how we can build stronger relationships and understanding. I also want to make it very clear that I'm not looking to tell people how to do things. I'm looking to learn from others and build a net of connections. I don't want this to be prescriptive. I want to hear what people are passionate about and succeeding in and working towards. And if they want to share their struggles, I want to sit by them and listen to that too. What are you learning from lately? I am currently nearing the end of a sick leave for a hysterectomy, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts as research. I also have a big stack of books that I have not been reading, but in the last couple of months I have read a few of them. One of them is Finding the Mother Tree by Suzanne Simard, a book about forests and her life as a forest research. How We Show Up by Mia Birdsong, an amazing look at how BIPOC folks and people living outside of the American dream build community, and I found it very inspiring. Also, Unmasking Autism by Devin Price, a book written by an autistic person that takes the perspective of leading late diagnosed people through understanding and working with their new understanding of themselves. I can let you know more about my to-be-read stack as I move through it, but if you're curious now, send me an email or ask me on one of our groups. Uh, some podcasts I found relevant are BC's Path to Universal Child Care by West Coast Childcare Resource Center, which is a look at kind of the big movers and shakers in our province and what they're up to. And I found that to be a very helpful thing to kind of keep my pulse on, on different people that are doing stuff. Another podcast I've been listening to is On Being with Krista Tippett It was a recommendation from my pedagogist, Chelsea, and a lovely look at creators and thinkers in our world. I come away from every episode wanting to read at least one new book they recommend. Another podcast that I've been listening to that's relevant is Reinvent Presents Where's My Village, a Fortune production from 2022, exploring the American early years through the lens of community. The last episode is the one that I listened to and it led me to Mia Birdsong's book and I found it really interesting examination on uh, family childcare and different kind of paradigms of childcare that aren't just a center or what we're normally used to is an interesting way of looking at it. I want to hear what you've been reading, what excites you about the field. Yeah, just get come get to know me. You can find us on Facebook at ece rural bc. It's a private group, so you'll have to kind of bump in there and I'll let you in. And you can let us know where you're from and what you want to hear more of. I also have an email account attached to this podcast and I'm building a Discord server if you're aware of Discord. If you're not aware of Discord and still want to check it out, we can we can do that too, but I'll probably post the Discord invite in the Facebook and in one of uh, one of our websites that we've got so you can get there that way. But yes, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you again to ECBC, Women and Gender Equality, and SRDC for your support. I'd also like to specifically thank Melissa and Cindy for supporting my ideas through our cohort, and especially to Melissa for throwing the ideas of a podcast out there. Um, thank you to my co-workers and employer for listening to me rant about my podcast, and my pedagogist Chelsea for indulging my deep thoughts when she can. This wouldn't happen without the community that I already have. podcast was written and edited by me, Danielle Schmucker and with support from ECBC, Wage, and SRDC. The music was written by Beautiful Plays on Pixabay. And thank you so much for listening.